art is one of the few places where we can still speak of holy things. And, and yeah, it's like, and if holy offends your, your sensibilities, then, then dismiss holy, but just that something other, that, 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 that mystery, that thing that kind of sneaks up on us when we find ourselves, you know, standing in a, in a, in a meadow or on a, on a coast looking at, at, at a sunset and we're just suddenly, we're just suddenly filled with some feeling, some mm-hmm. sense of something, you know, that's, that's outside of our, our normal experience that we call life. That's the shit that I'm talking about. Like, that's the shit that I think we're talking about here. That, that's something that's beyond that security and going on and survival. This is Way of the Artist with Brandon Colby Cook and Evan Schulte. Identifying your blocks and demystifying your struggles so that you can claim your own path and make your life a work of art. <laughs> the sneaky cost of security, my friend. The sneaky, sneaky crafty, wily, slippery cost of security. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> I like that. That was, that was fun. That was a good intro. Oh, I'm glad. Uh, just, I'm glad. just like hit it, you know, just hit the title right <laughs> off the bat. We've never done that before. We're always kind of like wade our way in, but you're just like, I'm diving in. You know what? That's uh, maybe we should do that more often. I'm sure if there's yeah. any regular listeners out there, they're probably like, yes, please, please. <laughs> yeah, totally. And at this point, they're like, but now you're starting to do it again. So uh, on with it. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, if you continue to listen, maybe you, you like our antics, our our intro to the episode antics. Um, but anyhow, moving along, uh, I think we've got an interesting conversation ahead of us here. Uh, we've, I think we've got some good good threads that we can pull on in this conversation, but, uh, I, I, I don't even know necessarily where to start with this one, but, uh, I know that there's a lot of places we can go. There's definitely a lot of places we can go where to start. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, well, I'll, I'll talk personally, cause I think sometimes it's, you know, with these conversations, that's where they all come from anyway. They all come from us personally, just in some form or another, but one of the things that I'm finding is there's like this, <clears throat> it's like a wrestling match between security and trying to be secure enough and then wanting to pursue my dreams and go for it and take some big leaps and and, and really kind of reach for what I want. And I don't know if anyone out there can relate to this, but the way I'm experiencing it is it's always like, well, I need to be this secure and then I can kind of take my risk. And then I get there and it's like, but you need to be a little bit more secure, a little bit more, a little bit more. And it's like, it's like this game of whack-a-mole where there's like, you're constantly trying to hit something down. It's never enough. Or it's like, you're chasing a carrot that keeps getting moved. And it's like, after a while, I kind of stop and I go like, somehow I keep moving the carrot on myself. I keep kind of tricking myself to stay on this path of security when I really want to go over here, but it's somehow never enough. And I can know that logically and be aware of it, but at the same time, it still doesn't feel 
safe enough, weirdly enough, secure enough to take the risk. It's like, it's a trap, you know, it's like, that's why it's so sneaky. Cause it kind of like gets you to do it forever until you kind of like maybe interrupt it somehow. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it is, it's that proverbial, uh, carrot on a stick. Um, and it's an interesting thing to, to kind of follow down. Like I've, I've heard some different, um, philosophers and whatnot to talk about this issue before. And, you know, part of the thing that you kind of get to is that when you are pursuing security, I mean, first, what is security? How do you, how do you even get something that we would call security? And to, to a certain extent, or maybe to the complete extent, it, there's control. There's a security is, is, is having a certain level of control, or at least to have the, the feeling of security, um, which in many ways means that, as you were saying, you have to get things. It's like when I get here, when I get this in place, when I acquire this thing, I will be secure. But the problem is, is that as you get those things, now those things need to be protected too. Those things are oh, under man. threat of being of being taken away. So now yeah. you need to secure, to secure, to secure, to secure, to, and it you just, need to secure the things that were getting you security. It's yeah, that's the thing. It's like a whack a mole thing. You just constantly, yeah. but you, but weirdly enough, and I mean, I don't know, maybe other people are different, but I've experienced it. Like you, you don't really see it coming because in the moment when you think you need this level of security to be okay, to be safe, to feel like you can actually do what you need to do. You don't foresee the, the needing to secure that security and you don't see the things that come along with getting there. It's, and that's why it's whack-a-mole. Cause it's like, well, I'm okay. I accomplished that, but, I, but, and you talk yourself through it. Cause you're like, well, I didn't realize I would have to do this too. So I'm just going to take care of that. And maybe this over here as well. And then you do those two things and then it's three more things and then it's four more things. And then pretty soon you're just like, you just kind of like, shit, is this ever going to end? Or is this going to multiply and multiply and multiply? And I'm just going to keep pursuing this thing endlessly with never actually achieving it really. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's like, it's like, oh, you know, if we use something as simple as sort of like a house, it's like, well, once I get get the house, once once the house is there, you know, it'll be good. And then I can start, you know, doing this thing. I can start putting more time into this. It's like, well, now you got the house, but now, you know, you got the mortgage on the house. And now you've got just like, oh, now I've got to protect the house. I've got to get, you know, cameras for the house or I've got to, you know, protect it from this and from that. And there's it just it just kind of piles on some of these problems like not that these things are are bad in and of themselves there's nothing wrong with with owning a house or or anything like that but uh i think that the delusion is that it's going to deliver you this thing of uh, that we call security this feeling of security that that we all want to have and it's you know it's an understandable thing to, to want to feel secure. Uh, but I think that the problem is, is that the way that most of us are going about it, when you're going about it in the way that we've been discussing, it doesn't give you that at all. In fact, it just breeds more insecurity. 
it just makes you more aware of of all the other things that you're insecure about it just keeps on kind of piling it on and it becomes the very thing like it's you you become your enemy you know you become sort of divided and in conflict with yourself you know and uh and it's it's a crazy making uh way of looking at at life it it's a crazy way of looking at life. It's a crazy making way of looking at life because yeah, you, you get, you get caught in it. Like the way I'm experiencing it in my own life is it feels a lot like what I would imagine finding yourself running on a hamster wheel would feel like where, but a moving hamster wheel almost like, cause it's like, you actually feel like you're getting ahead and then something else kind of comes up that you need to take care of. And all of a sudden you kind of find yourself kind of at the same place you were and you're like but i thought i did some things to move ahead and yet i'm not really ahead i'm kind of everything still feels the same as it did before and like for me the way i've experienced it is it's like i am technically ahead but it still feels the same as when i thought i needed to get ahead so i'm not really ahead because it still feels the same so um i think what i thought when I was trying to get ahead was that that feeling would change. But what I'm realizing is that that feeling doesn't go away. And that's how, you know, it's sneaky because you keep thinking you're going to outrun this feeling, but the feeling follows you and you just find yourself in it again, in another way, in a more complex way, usually. And I want to mention this because I think it's a really good point. Like um, for me personally, I've acquired more wealth and more material items and more material success, but yet I still don't feel secure enough. And this is the re- this is the thing that I'm realizing is a problem. I'm like, this is never going to end. And the, the 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 cost of it is I keep putting my dreams and my goals and my vision aside to keep acquiring more things and get more money and get more th- shit. And it's like, but I don't feel any different than I did when I started this. And, and that draws huge warning bells for me. It makes me go like, wait a minute, you need to stop and, and really assess what are you doing here? Is this about you just acquiring more shit? And like, like, is that really the life you want to live? Or are you here to like create and, and, and make some shit and try some stuff and live your life? Because um, acquiring shit is nice, but it really isn't living, living. You know, it's like mm-hmm. comfort living, but it's not real, like vibrant living. And I'm, I'm becoming like extremely aware of that. And it's making me kind of go like, okay, you're caught here. You're caught in some mind fuck of a thing and you need to like shake it up. You need to, you need to really like look at this because the same thing is just occurring. It's just happening over and over again in a more complex way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. There's uh Nothing like getting personal, hey Evan. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, there's, 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 you know, there's some different directions that we can, that we can jump off from from here, uh, and just trying to figure out which one to which one to to take. Well, let's go, let's go the route of of passion, okay? Um, because that is the that is the cost of security and maybe we need uh, maybe there needs to be a this is probably a more complex thing probably a lot of nuance to this um because to a certain degree 
there needs to be some level of safety uh, that you feel. Um, in order to in order to be able to act fully, to act courageously, um, yeah, there's a there's a few things that 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 are somewhat important there, but I think that maybe there's something to, a, a distinction to be made along the lines of well, w but when we're trying, when we're whether we're consciously aware of it or not, but when we're when we are focused on security for its own sort of sake. I think that that um, that's kind of the cost that we're we're talking about, you know, where there's the cost is passion. You know, like that's I think one of the 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 demands that that passion has, which is that you don't get to necessarily have you don't get to feel completely safe here, you know, because uh, creativity happens in that unknown space as we've as we've talked about so many times and and life and creativity are maybe, I would say even even synonymous words, you know, mm -hmm. almost interchangeable words. Um, and you don't get that by being secure. You know, it just doesn't it just doesn't happen. And one of the the um, kind of analogies that came up before we started recording was, you know, trying to be to be secure. You know, there's a lot of good reasons as to why you want to feel that way and have securities. Um, and also because heading out into that space, you know, you're afraid of, you know, falling and scraping your knees. Right. It's like, which, yeah, that that might happen. But you also don't get the opportunity to run either. You don't get to run. <laughs> you know, right. that's that's a potential risk is falling and scraping your knees in, to, to go and run and do that thing, right? So there's, um, I don't know where we want to jump off from here because I know I said mm -hmm. a bunch of things. I've talked about passion. I've also talked about, you know, the, <clears throat> that, that there are the, the things that are kind of scary, you know, the things that are out there from to, to step outside of security are or at least our sense of what will give us security, which I guess we've already established is somewhat of a fallacy here. But, you know, it can be a very powerful, it's a very powerful delusion. It's mm -hmm. a very convincing delusion um, that we have to just stick on this path and it will give us security eventually. Um, as much as I think that the more we examine that, that's just not the case, but looking for some reason that whatever that, that hamster wheel that we're in, um, just seems better than the, the potential unknown risks, um, or even known risks of, of heading or of stepping off of the hamster wheel and actually going for a run in the country, I guess. Metaphors, man. Lots yeah. of metaphors. <laughs> um, I'm, I feel like I'm so random today. I feel like I'm just throwing out so much random stuff <laughs> very early all, on. It, but... it all relates. Um, but yeah, you did throw out a lot there. I, I'll be honest. But um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, let, let me just try and grasp onto one of them. Here, here's, here's. I think I want to, I want to mention this. That sneaky cost, right? That sneaky cost. We're kind of uh, hovering around here. I, I, I think 
and kind of pointing at, but it's like, it's, you don't realize that you're, you're, you're giving up your dream. That's the kind of the cost for this kind of illusion of security, right? Like, or delusion at, at times, but it's like, you're giving it up for the feeling of security. And I think that what I'm realizing for myself, because as you were talking, I was kind of thinking about this. I'm like, oh yeah, this is kind of like, this is kind of like me trying to look to the outside world to feel secure as opposed to look into my internal world to find security. Because I use this analogy in my courses and I'm realizing like I could give myself the same feedback in this moment. And I think sometimes you don't always see this because it comes in unique ways. But the metaphor in the class is I'm not scared to hike like treacherous stuff because I know how to handle myself on a path. If the rock starts slipping, I know how to handle that. I know what to grab. I know how to secure myself. I have confidence around that. And I have um, a certain amount of security around my own ability to respond to nature. And um, experience has given me more security in myself and stuff. Um, but the way that I'm kind of handling certain things right now in the financial world of my life is like I'm trying to secure the cliff as opposed to secure myself. And I'm realizing that as we're talking, I'm like, see, that's the problem. That's why it's a that's why it's this endless whack-a-mole situation, because this the cliff will never be fully secure. It will, it, especially if you want to walk a more exciting, more treacherous path. It's only treacherous if you allow it to be. It's not actually that dangerous if you know what you're doing. And I think that's the thing that people don't really always understand. When we watch people do some really extreme stuff, we think, oh my God, I'd never do that. That's too risky. But for that person, it's not as risky as it actually looks to us because they know what they're doing. And um, that's an internal security, right? So one of the big things that I'm realizing as we get into this is that security kind of becomes costly when we try to make it outside of us. Um, if we look for security within, if we go like, oh, like I'm going to take a risk, I'm going to go for this thing, I'm going to do this thing in my life. And if it doesn't work out, I'll know how to deal with that is internal security. External security is I need it to work out for sure so that I'm okay if, you know, so I'm okay that it won't, so it won't, right? Because it won't, that won't be a possibility. The only possibility is success. And that's the, that's the one that's like, bullshit because it's like to really go for your dreams i mean you, you're not going to be able to control the externals you're only going to be able to control your response to those and um one of my mentors and we've had him on the show and he's just an amazing guy for me in my life um is gabriel napora which by the way he's done a few podcasts with us and i suggest you go back and listen to him but he pointed out to me that when you go and you try to build a business or you try to do some bigger things in your life that, you know, like we were talking about, like I've been screwed over, he'd been screwed over. And he's like, well, that's par for the course. You know, that's, that's what happens. You know, you're going to have people lie to you, deceive you, try and take advantage of you. That's something that happens when you go do that stuff. It's not about, and I used to look at it like, oh, I made a mistake. Like I let that happen to me. But as he pointed out, he was like, well, we all had to learn. And sometimes we weren't warned. So you learned by going through it. And some people were le learned more by having guidance and mentorship um, so that when they did go through it, they knew what to do, but you didn't have that. So you didn't know what to do when it happened. 
and you did the best you could. And now you do know, and you're a good guide and mentor for others because you went through it. So it's the circle of the whole thing. And that really gave me a lot of peace because how he kind of pointed that out. One of my biggest battles with the whole thing is I just felt like I was foolish and stupid. And he was like, you're not stupid. You just didn't know. And when you got to that moment, you, you actually made it through and you did the best you could. It wasn't perfect, but like, what could you expect of yourself? You know, um, you know, and like, that's kind of how it goes, you know, and we all, we're all going to, sometimes we're going to be prepared and sometimes you're not going to be prepared. So I think this is kind of the thing that like, I'm beginning to learn in my own life and maybe more in this conversation is that I have to remember that there are some mistakes I'm not going to be prepared for, or some things that'll go wrong. I'm not going to be prepared. And there's others that I will. And it's really security is my own internal ability to trust that I'll know how to deal with it when it happens or if it happens. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you touch on a, I think a really big part of this, this conversation um, and I'll just sort of distill that down into the response, you know, our, our ability to respond. I think it's something that we, that we underestimate of ourselves. You know, um, I think that we, yeah, we underestimate ourselves a lot as people, you know, like we, we think that we are less capable than than we actually than we actually are i mean there's the odd occasion of someone who <laughs> who definitely thinks that they're more capable than, than than they are but i think that to a large degree um we have a tremendous capacity to to respond and we just don't trust in that um that was something that was really quite a profound shift for me as an actor uh, when I was going and doing Meisner training, because such a huge, huge part of the, of the training is, is I, I believe is building up that understanding within yourself is like, Oh, I can respond there. I have an ability to just like to really respond. And, and to a certain extent, the, the training was really about just about, my attention. It's like, well, look, here's, we're, we're going to retrain where we're applying our attention and we're going to learn how to apply that at a superhuman level. Not, but I don't even say superhuman because to me, I'm like, I, it feels very natural <laughs> once you get into it, but you suddenly are able to, to see and to hear in a way with such a, a degree of attention that you have a tremendous ability to respond. You have such a high degree of intelligence in which you can respond. And as an actor, it was just like, it, it was so incredible because I was like, wow, all of these, all of these problems, all of these huge challenges that I'd had as an actor prior in, in a lot of my, my other training and, and how I had been going about it. Um, th they simply went away and I can see how this conversation that we're having now has so much to do with that because 
as before up to that point, a lot of how I approached acting was in many ways about security. You know, mm. I wanted to I wanted to make sure that a certain thing happened. I had ideas about how a scene should go and how this part was, you know, had to be played and what was supposed to be going on from moment to moment to moment. And it and it left all of my my work and anytime I, I stepped up to perform there was just so much um there was so much insecurity in it there was just so much doubt so much um so much worry um in trying to make the scene go right and it sucked the life right out of my acting and mm. when suddenly it was this shift in 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 focus while i was up on stage or in front of a camera, what whatever your, your medium, um, but suddenly it was like it was like an acceptance of that insecurity. It's like an acceptance of just like, well, I actually don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I actually don't know how my partner is going to to like what they're going to do, what ha, what they're gonna how they're going to say what they say to me. Um, all kinds of things where it was just like, I, I simply don't know what's going to happen. In fact, to a large degree, I don't know exactly what I'm going to be doing here. Uh, and I don't know exactly how the words that I'm going to say are going to come out. I know the words that are going to come out because <laughs> I've spent all this time learning them, but I have no idea how from beginning to scene to end to scene, how that's all going to play out necessarily. And simply finding that trust in my ability to respond with that high level of attention. And, and it was just like, it, it's, I, I can't, I, I can't even express in words how, how transformational that was for me. And, and it's something that, you know, I bring into conversations like this because I find it so relevant to to just our our lives in general. I think that um, acting, I mean, acting is has such a close relationship to to life that I find that so often what you can say of one, you can say of the other, uh, is something that I have observed so often. But I think that it's, um, I don't know, I think that that's something. Uh, interesting in this conversation that you bring in is is that response you know that yeah like you can you can just respond if you can and and part of it is letting go i i've i'm talking a lot here but um there i think letting go is a huge huge part of of this conversation as well because that was very much a part of sort of that experience in in acting and uh, you know lots of people out there in in the world talk about the value of learning to let let go uh of things because i think that that's um letting go of our ideas about certain things how certain things are supposed to go how you know because that that removes a lot of the sting and the pain out of when a challenge comes along because very often when I struggle with something, 
it's because I am resisting what's happening. I'm resisting the the thing that's going on, and I create, uh, yeah, unnecessary pain and suffering on my part, as opposed to kind of taking a page out of what I learned from acting in Meisner, which is like pay real close attention to it, and you'll figure out how to respond. Like you'll know how to do it, but learning how to give whatever it is that's happening that level of attention is um is uh is is something to learn yeah it is something to learn to to be present in your life is it's not i i don't know if it's encouraged as we get older i think that's part of the challenge right it's like when we're younger and we're children i mean at least if we had somewhat of a childhood um you're given a little bit of that opportunity to like be present to to do to play to whatever but as we get older i mean I think every adult, you know, especially in Western culture, at least, at least in Western culture, it's like um, that, that, that sense of play gets kind of stomped out of us. And, and I think everybody can relate to that. And it's like, well, well, who has time to play? Who has time to explore and just kind of do something for the sake of doing it? Right. And, um, but it's the point. I mean, life is to do it for the sake of doing it. I mean, I mean, what, what is the, we're all going to die. I mean, that's the fucking thing. Like, come on, we all know the end of the story here. We're all going to fucking die. So um, that's the end. That is the actual end. As far as this life goes, this life that you are you and I'm me. And if there's something beyond that, there's something beyond that. But as far as this one goes, that's the end. And we all know the ending to the story. So in the meantime, the job is to be present and to live it and to respond to it. And what's funny is as we're talking about this, I'm realizing that security makes you not present when you're trying to make security outside of yourself because you stop, you stop just like doing it. You stop being it. Um, I think that this isn't to say that like, look, I mean, if you don't know where your next meal is coming, that might be the most pressing thing in your life. And, and I think that in that case, when you're in that scenario, it's like, that's what you're present to. But like, there comes a point where, um, especially in Western culture, when you figure a few things out, you can start to make enough money, even having a very basic job, um, where you can know that you're going to have at least a meal for the next week or month or whatever. Like you, you can kind of know that if you just kind of keep doing it. And, and really, if you think about it, there's probably enough security in it that you know you'll probably have for the next few months or, or maybe in a few years, maybe even, you know, whatever. But at least you probably kind of know that's huge. If you think about the way that people were back in the day when we didn't really have like advanced shelter and refrigeration and um, advanced hunting tools and, and uh, you know, farming, farming uh, capabilities, right? We were very reactive to the world and we had to be very like um, immediate to what we were doing. But we live in a state of leisure and how much leisure we have before we start to actually enjoy that leisure is kind of the problem we're discussing. I mean, Alan Watts, who we've mentioned a lot, who's one of my favorite philosophers, and I know you is too, he talks about how like third world countries would look at 
first world countries and they'd think we were having orgies and just living it up and just doing things all the time and having a blast. And yet we don't. And it's like, I think actually he's pointing out the fact that like, we're so busy trying to like secure it all to try and like do it that we don't live it. And it's something that I've been running into personally, where it's like, are you going to live your life or are you going to continue to chase your life? Because honestly, the last like couple of years, they've been very interesting years for me because at first I was in a, and I've shared this on the podcast, I was in a bit of a dire situation. I had to, I had to figure some shit out and I had to get my shit together and I had to work that out and get secure and, and make something solid. I did that. But then that never ended. I did it, but it never ended. It's like funny. And I'm like, now I'm a couple years down that road and I'm like, all right, how long does this fucking hamster wheel go for? Like, how long do I run this track for? And I'm starting to realize now it's like, no, this track never ends, man. You're on this track for the rest of your life, unless you change. And, and you will always need something. You will always be trying to secure something. And at what price though? That that's, that's, that's what the question is, right? At what price? And I'm realizing like, yeah. Um, let me share a quick story. And I shared this with you earlier, Evan, but I'll share it for the podcast listeners. Um, I, I, my regular Joe job that I do, um, which has created a lot of security. Um, well, I build my business and build this podcast and work some artistic stuff, which has been very minimal really in comparison to like all my focus has been on this job way more than, than I'd like to admit, um, you know, this guy at work, who's a, who's a driver, he, and I'm, I'm on the forklift and he's like a delivery guy. He pointed out, he's like, um, cause we became friends and he saw some stuff on Facebook that I'd done. He's like, he's like, man, like this is, I hope this is temporary for you because this is not where you belong. And, and it, you know, like, I think there's this part of me that's like, maybe this is as good as I am. Like maybe I'm just a forklift driver and maybe I'm deluding myself into thinking that I could have dreams beyond this. Like I, 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 I battle that, you know, I think everybody does in their own way, but to have someone kind of acknowledge the fact that like, Hey man, like you've, you've worked hard. Like you've, you've, you got some skills, you've developed some talents. Like this isn't, this, this shouldn't be where it ends for you. Um, it made me kind of like, really like look at that and go like, yeah, you know, like, there's more to this if I want, you know, and if I'm willing to reach out and, and for me, that maybe means moving, moving cities, moving towns. Uh, it means doubling down on my business again. It means, uh, you know, maybe making that movie that I've been putting off. It means doing some stuff that I'm kind of honestly, that are risks, but if I don't do them, I, I also look at that side of my life. I'm like, well, what if I just live the rest of my life, just kind of working this job? I don't really want to work, but I'm doing it because it creates security and comfort for me. And I think, man, I think we're all kind of walking that path a little bit, but I'm like in it right now. And I'm like, I'm fucking going, okay, man, like you're going to get, you could very well get stuck in this and not be happy and not be fulfilled. If, if you don't give yourself a little bit of a shake here and ask yourself, like, when is enough enough really, you know, and am is enough already. Like, 
does it re- do you really need any more until you can start living the life you really want to live? That's kind of what I'm going through. Yeah. Oh man. You you bring up uh you bring up a lot, Brandon. You bring up <laughs> I, a lot. I mean Today's uh, a little personal for me, Evan. <laughs> it's a little personal. <laughs> I, I I appreciate it. Yeah. Um and I applaud you for that. That's my Thanks, clap. sir. That's my claps for you. Um non sarcastically. Yeah. Non sarcastically. Um <laughs> I I I wanted to I want to just touch off on that um a little bit and and I'm gonna and I'm gonna use a little Alan Watts too. I'm gonna fire some Alan Watts back at you. Um and I'll be paraphrasing this, but he had a, a lecture where he said something like, if life is all about just surviving and going on, and I'm going to lump the security business that we're talking about into that, but if that's what, if that's what life is about, if that's what we're making life about, and that's, if that's what we think it's about, then we might as well just hit the fucking buttons and just call it as a humanity like that. Like we, and I remember hearing him share that sentiment and being like, what? Like just, just shot. Cause it is, it's a, it's a kind of a shocking thing to say, but when you think about it, he's absolutely right. He's absolutely right. If that's all it's about, if it's just, a miserable slog from, you know, how would you say it from like the, from the, uh, you know, from like the, where's the inception babies? Like, well, (laughs) you know, like he basically says from like the, um, you know, like from when you're born where the babies are placed in, in, in a room in a hospital or whatever. It's like, it's like, it's like, it's like, we're basically, it's like your life is from that spot to the crematorium. Right. And it's just a miserable slog of survival and and carrying on in between. Like then like what are we doing? Like we might as well just we might as well just call it. We might as well just blow the whole thing up and and be be done with it, right? But we have we have a, a I think we have a, a strong reaction and some people might even be getting upset hearing that. And you're I think that you're absolutely right in being upset about that. But because it's like, what is that part that's upset about it? And to me, for the part of myself that gets upset about that, even though I go like, yeah, that's true. If that's what it's about, then we should just end it. But I don't think that we should just end it. Why? Because life is about way more than that. Life yeah. is like, I think there's a, that that's what's speaking to us in that, that sort of like act of defiance. And you know, it's like, no, it's because there is more. There's more to this than just that. And I think that's like one of the cool things about the artist, what the artist brings and, and sort of the philosophy of the artist is there. It's an artist is sort of a, a being who is pointing towards that, you know, is, is, is someone who's trying to, to, to reflect to us, to show to us, to express, um, and, something to that effect to us of that what's that that thing what is that thing that is beyond just that survival that going on that what have you um a really terrific um writer philosopher 
uh, Frederick Buchner has this beautiful, beautiful quote um, that I can't recall the whole thing, but he talks about art in the sense that um, it's it's something like in in a world that steers very clear of religion, uh, art is one of the few places where we can still speak of holy things. Mm. And I just like, yeah, man, like that just like that gives me chills every time I, I say it's like art is one that I am quoting that part of it accurately. Art is one of the few places where we can still speak of holy things. And and yeah, it's like and if holy offends your your sensibilities, then then dismiss holy. But just that something other that 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 mystery, that thing that kind of sneaks up on us when we find ourselves, you know, standing in a in a in a meadow or on a on a coast looking at 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 a sunset and we're just suddenly we're just suddenly filled with some feeling some Mm -hmm. sense of something you know that's that's outside of our our normal experience that we call life that's the shit that i'm talking about like that's the shit that i think we're talking about here that that's something that's beyond that security and going on and survival Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I, I want to, and, and maybe, maybe they're a little bit distant and different in certain ways, but I want to bring this in as I think hobbies are also art. And I, I don't think we look at them that way, but I think a hobby is a very, very important thing because people who have hobbies often have a lot of passion, which is very similar to the artist. And also people who have hobbies who get really passionate about them tend to be very creative with them. They tend to mod things. They tend to work things. They tend to break things down, build them back up. And they don't do this to get paid. They do it because they're interested. They do it because they're curious about it. They do it because they want to. And when they're busy doing their work or busy doing something else, they're thinking about it. That's much how an artist works. So um, I kind of want to throw this out to our audience who maybe you're like, well, I don't really have an art or I'm not like, trying to create some transformative, like creative piece. It's like, it doesn't have to be like that. You might, your interest might be cars and that's fine. You know, that can be your art. It doesn't have to be like some, you know, some thing that like, Oh, only art. It's only artists do this. It's like, you got to have an interest, a curiosity, something that you want to do and put your, your time and energy and passion into that makes you feel more alive, more involved, more engaged, more interested Um, and I think like for me, um, you know, I have lots of interests and curiosities and those things are actually not getting pursued because I'm so busy trying to pursue security and safety and comfort that I'm not doing these things. And that's where I'm talking about it, you know, like being detrimental because if it, you you know, like, as you point that Alan Watts thing out, like, yeah, if it's just security, if it's just trying to be comfortable, it's just trying to make everything feel predictable, like, what is that life? You know, that's a boring, it's a boring fucking life. It's, it's an empty life. You know, um, I think that finding a hybrid is fine. I think that you can work a job and be happy working your job because it helps you do more of your hobby is fine. That's a fine trade. It doesn't have to be like all or none, but I think that if your your work, your your pursuit of trying to like make things 
predictable, comfortable, secure, if I use those words, if it's all about that without any outlets, it's a fucking waste. Of, it's a waste of a life, you know, because like we were born with the ability to create. We were born with the ability to be interested, to imagine. Why wouldn't you use that stuff? You know, like, I'm not just saying that to everyone else. I'm saying it to me. Why wouldn't you use that stuff? Why would you waste it on just trying to chase a fucking carrot that, that you'll never get? Like, why would you waste all of this internal world on something that doesn't even fucking matter? Cause you're just going to die anyway, you know? Yeah. Um, so that's kind of like this, this conversation, man, is like, Every this, the more we talk, the more I'm waking up to like the whole thing. It's like I continue to be enlightened as we're going through it because I'm like, I know this shit, but but now I'm really getting this shit. Like I know it, but it's like so personal for me right now that it's making me see my own act, you know, see my own my own how I've deceived my own mind into thinking something matters that doesn't, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, man, like. Oh, I just have so much to say and so many thoughts, but like, <laughs> I kind of like stop myself because, you know, um, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. all I'm going to say. <laughs> I, I think that, yeah, like it's, it's, I think that to go back to, to this word passion, like there's gotta be passion. There's got, and the thing is you can be passionate for anything. You can have a passion for anything. You can have a passion for washing dishes you know, if you're paying enough attention, if you're, you know, like you can, you can, you can have a passion for anything. I think that just because nature tends to create lots of variety and it's the same thing with us and human beings. Uh, there's a variety of human beings and there generally seems to be a, uh, we're called towards, towards in, into some direction to do some to in order to create that variety in the world just that that wonderful magical you know you, like it's 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 a beautiful thing um and so we need to pay attention to to what that is you know to, to what that whatever however that passion within us wants to be expressed however it wants to um manifest and and that can happen in many ways you can you could be an accountant man and if you're passionate about that shit you're amazing <laughs> yeah. like absolutely amazing but you know like it's there's got to be passion you can have all these things that you know these external things these material things that we we consider as being securities but it can't just be for that reason you know like those are a great byproduct of a passion you know that's a great byproduct of passion but it can't be the driving force of your life mm-hmm. you know like it just it it can't i mean you can but again we've go go back to the start of this podcast where i think we unpacked pretty well the 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 traps of pursuing security for its own sake um but i mean and and I know it's like, it's a big thing to say. It's like, well, you got to know your passion. What are you passionate about? Right. Uh, on a lot of different conversations we've had, you know, starting with a curiosity is usually a good way to, to, to start finding your way into your passion. Um, but really, I don't remember where I heard this, but it's just like, if you don't know your passion, have a passion for finding out. Mm. 
you know, find a, have your, have a passion for finding out what your passion is, you know, and pursue it with an open heart and an open mind and see where it leads you. Right. But that, that's gotta be with no, with no passion, no life, man. I think that's uh that's a fairly simple equation. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, I think it's, I think that there's times where you don't feel as passionate. And I think that there's ebbs and flows, even when you're like doing your passion, sometimes you're not so passionate about your passion. And I don't think that you should beat yourself up for that. I think that's natural. I think that's part of um, evolution of a passion because like the reasons why you do something can change and evolve and you can grow and you can see more and be more aware. And so your initial reasons might've been very superficial. And then what you need to be passionate about again, that way is to find more depth in it, to find more greater reason, greater purpose within the passion, you know? Um, So I think that, you know, what starts off as a curiosity becomes an interest, becomes a passion, has more evolution beyond that. It's not like you just reached passion and then it's like, I'm passionate now and I've solved it, it's done. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, and that's the thing about life. Like the one constant about life is change. And um, the problem with security is security is trying to create this world where things never change. They they only change Mm -hmm. the way you want them to change, which isn't real change. Change, change, like to, to climb a mountain is great. But if you lived on that mountain forever, it would soon become boring. It would become usual. So you climb down the mountain and you climb through another valley to climb another mountain. But you have to go through another valley to get to the next mountain. So it's like part of passion is being willing to leave the mountain you're on to go through the valley to climb the next one. And yet again, when you climb that mountain, trusting that you will climb, go through another valley to get to the next mountain because beyond that mountain is another mountain you'll want to see. And I think that we um, mistakenly think that there's a mountain that we get to one day and it's the mountain and then we just stay there. And I just think that that's, you know, it's kind of this weird comforting kind of idea, but it's just not real. Like it's, it's bullshit. It's like, um, you know, I, there's a guy at my work right now and I can say who it is, but like the guy's going through a hard time right now. And, you know, he, five months ago, he got engaged. And, you know, uh, the other few weeks ago, she said she wanted to end it and moved out. And now he's alone. And for him, he thought I'm engaged. You know, I'm, I got, I got kids. We're talking about kids. We're talking about they had a place they were about to move into lined up, you know, like all this stuff. And he thought he was pretty secure. And then all of a sudden now it's not. And now, um, you know, we've been talking a bit about it and I won't go into details, but as he's been telling me about it, I'm like, you know, maybe you were just, maybe this will actually be a good thing for you. Maybe you're actually going to find out the relationship you really wanted, because as you tell me more about the relationship you were in, it actually sounds like there's a lot of things that you were kind of compromising in yourself to kind of keep this thing alive, you know, and maybe she was too. And maybe, you know, maybe not looking at this as like, like, like a devastating thing, but something that you're going to respond to and it's going to make you better and you're going to actually go for what you really want. You know, and I think that security is kind of like that. It's like, you think you have it, 
and then you lose it. But when you lose it, it can still be a good thing. It doesn't have to be a bad thing. But I think that we look at it like I get it and then I have it forever and then I never lose it. And it's like, no, security is kind of this ebb and flow thing too. It has a changing nature to it as well. Mm. You know, this um, the story makes you think kind of like of what our last podcast, um, living up to your image, you know, because image is a huge part of security as well. Yeah. And for everybody, our, our, the last podcast was was a really great one. Yeah. It's been a really good one too. Um, but yeah, like our last one was, was really awesome. Um, but the, it kind of makes me think a little bit of, of that, you know, it's this, this, there was an image of, of a secure life. I think that's, that's so often the case. A lot of Mm. some of my favorite thinkers and, and philosophers, they, they talk about this problem is that, you know, we live in a world of, of images, you know, sort of in our thinking mind, we live in a world of images, which, or also you could say we live in a world of abstractions. Um, I can't remember who said this, like, but we live in detail, you know, we live in, in, so I think that very often that struggle comes from like, well, I had an image of this being this way and this being that way. And then change happens as it does and suddenly it doesn't that image is no longer the thing anymore and and it has such a disruptive it has such a disruptive effect on on our lives but the reason why it's having such a disruptive effect is because it it didn't fit with our image yeah yeah and totally. And image goes beyond just how we see ourselves. It's, it's how we see our future and it's all this other stuff. Like, yeah. um, you know, when I, when, uh, I was in a toxic relationship, you know, emotionally abusive relationship, I've shared about this on the podcast, but when it ended, I was devastated and the way it ended was devastating. But I remember some of my friends, some of the people who were closer to me who knew a lot more about what was going on. They were like, you dodged a bullet sounds like you dodged a bullet. Like it really seems like you actually got a really good thing. And at the time, I, I was like, I couldn't really see that. I couldn't see it that way. In hindsight now I'm like, fucking thank you universe for like getting me out of that fucking environment, you know, and, and, and as hard as it was to go through. And that's the, that's the kind of thing is like, I did have a projected future. I had all these images. I had all this world built and, it all just kind of got taken away. But here's the other thing too, is I think sometimes I'm realizing like security is very delusional too, because I was in a toxic relationship thinking that my future would be good. And it sounds, when I, when, when I think about that, it almost sounds so foolish. Like how could you be in a toxic relationship and think that your future is going to be good? The thing is, is when you don't, you don't know you're in a toxic relationship, you don't realize it. You're in it. You don't realize something's bad. And this is the thing about security is like, you could be trying to protect something that's actually bad for you. You know, you're trying to, mm-hmm. you're trying to keep it and it's not good. It's not healthy. And, and the future you who's wise and knows and has perspective, like I do now on my past self will, would be able to tell you that and would be able to see it, but you right now are in it and you can't see it because you're in it. Um, so this is kind of like, 
where I go back to, and this is my woo woo spiritual side, but I'm like, trust the universe, you know, trust that this is all working out as it needs to work out. You know, it's not, um, but you know what? I mean, Hey, look at the end of the day, maybe you don't see it that way, but it's, it's how you look at your life, you know? And I think that every opera, everything that happens is an opportunity for you to become better and to grow and evolve or it's an opportunity for you to destroy yourself. And in my case, um, I was very much on the brink of evolve or destroy myself. And I'm telling you, it could have gone one way or the other, but fortunately I chose evolve. (laughs) And now I'm here going fucking thank God it happened that way. Thank goodness it happened that way. But like, um, yeah, you know, every moment, you know, and I, every moment is a moment of, are you going to, are you going to let this obliterate you? Or are you going to let this build you? And um, I think that if we take the stance of whatever happens, I'm going to let it make me better. You know, like that saying, if it doesn't kill me, it makes me stronger kind of idea, right? Um, If you take that stance, you're going to be much more receptive to being able to take risk because when things don't necessarily work out as you hoped, you have the stance of that's okay because this helped me to learn this. This helped me to grow this way. This helped me to figure this out, you know, as opposed to like this took something from me, this robbed me of this, this destroyed me in this way. Right. And I think your philosophy on how you see yourself and the world is absolutely vital in this case, because your philosophy will be either, you know, and I think that's actually kind of playing into this whole thing for me. It's like, um, security has a lot to do with our personal philosophy about how we see the world. You know, it's like, Mm -hmm. um, if I feel like I really need to be really secure, maybe I need to question my philosophy about that because maybe my philosophy and worldview is faulty. And that's why I'm valuing security so highly when it's not actually serving me like that toxic relationship I was in was security, but it was toxic, but I was fighting for it. I was trying to keep it. In hindsight, I look back and if I was my own mentor, I would say, man, let it go. Let it go. Just walk away. Like walk away. Stop chasing this thing. Like look at this, 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 and this, and just like, you know, but I didn't have that. So I lived it and I learned it. This one is. Yeah, no, you, you bring up a lot of, you, you bring up a lot of really great stuff. I mean, for one, you bring up the the one element that I think is important to bring up that maybe got missed at the beginning, which is that uh, pursuing security does not, and even if you acquire these things, it's still no guarantee of it, let alone from the fact that it won't make you, that it won't actually make you feel more secure, but it does, it may not actually make you more secure. Yes. That's, um, I'm glad you brought a, that up. It, it's yeah. not actually a guarantee of it. Well, I, I feel like you brought that up in, into this, but also... Um, you know, that this thing of security that we call security, you know, you could ask somebody, it's like, well, what is security to you? And again, that's images. I'm sure that for a large degree, what you would get from people is images. You know, it's, and by images, we can all say it's an idea. You have an idea of what that thing is, but it's not a real thing. It's just an idea of something. You don't know actually what that thing truly actually is. I think that's another part of of 
the problem with it is that that in and of itself is an abstraction, you know, and, and yeah, it kind of, I, I guess it sort of pulls me back into, it's like, oh yeah, like, like what I learned through acting in Meisner, what I, and, and what I teach with people is that it's just like, let's deal with what is, let's deal with what is actually happening here, because that's something we can be secure in. You know what I mean? Let's not get yeah. involved in ideas of what we think is happening or what we think should be happening or what ought to be happening. You know, the whole that should and ought game is uh, is 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 a pretty deceptive one in in and of itself and maybe worthwhile doing a podcast about at some point on, <laughs> on its own. But um, but actually dealing with what is like how else like like what other security could could you have but the thing is that that requires a certain state of attentiveness and aliveness to the present which most of us have a really hard time doing we live in we live in memories and we live in ideas about the future because they give us a feeling of security and we miss the moments right. because we're so busy you know yeah. like and we all do on... a, at least to some degree yeah, and and we're we're unable to properly respond to the moment because we're so rarely living in it. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's it's yeah. it, I th I think that's I think that's kind of the that's the core of this conversation actually. It's like what you're pointing out is that we we aren't being present fully and that's the problem. I mean, that is the problem because like when I personally stop and I get present with myself and I stop worrying about the future, worrying about what might happen, projecting fears or thinking about the past, about how something didn't work out or how I missed an opportunity or some shit like that. And I just get real present in my moment right now. There's a lot of peace and a lot of ease and a lot of flexibility and room and freedom it's when I get in the past and the future that those things start to get strangled. You know, those things start to get restricted. And you know, it's funny because like, it's like an acting lesson too. Like life is an acting lesson because that's what acting is really. It's life. Right. But it's like, be in that moment, trust that you'll respond and, and, and trust that all the work you did, to get there, like all the work you did on memorizing lines and working on the scene or all that stuff, trust that that's all there. Cause when it comes down to it, you know, that's what you've got to do. And life is that. like, trust all the experiences you have, trust all the education you got, like it's all you got, but you got to work with what you got, you know, and you can sit around going like, Oh, I should have known more. I could have been better. I should be better. It's like, yeah, but you are where you are. So start there. You know, and I feel like it's a reoccurring theme that keeps coming up in our conversations, but also for me personally, is like, wherever you're going, start where you are, you know, and I, I, I tell that to my clients, but you know, it's like one of those things you got to remind yourself of too, because it's very easy to start getting, not like, I'm pretty good about, I'll say this, I'm pretty good about not pretending I'm anywhere other than where I am. But what I get caught in is I get caught in the future. I used to get caught in the past a lot more. Now I find I get caught in the future more. And that takes me away from just being where I'm at because I think about, oh, well, I got to do this, this, and this to get there. And that's so daunting and blah, 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 blah. But it's like, no, you're here now. So do what you can do right now. And then tomorrow, 
you'll do what you can do tomorrow and the next day, so on. But like when you start projecting too far in the future, you start trying to be somewhere where you're not, you know, it's not like you're deluding yourself necessarily, but because you're getting caught in the future, you think you have to be more than who you are today, but who you are today is everything you need to be right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, I feel, yeah. Okay. I know we're going to talk about beer. I feel like that almost sounds off topic, but it actually is the topic. It's like security isn't necessary if everything you are right now is enough because it is secure you you are it <laughs> eh. beer <laughs> beer i'll go first beer. my friend i will go first yeah i got a phillips brewing and melting go uh phillips so this one is i don't know if we had this before but it's called solaris and it is a uh, white peach ale it's delicious i love it i've two two thumbs up i don't know how to great I, anything they put peach in and they do it well i'm gonna like because i like peaches so if you like peach the peach is very present it's evident um the guy at the store said it's got a little bit of tarty it's got a tart to it i guess that's kind of true um because i don't usually like tart beers but this one this one's good this one's solid um not too much peach but enough to like you, you know you're drinking a peach peach ale yeah so, yeah it's good i i think i i've i've had that one before and it, it it is a good one phillips is uh they're they're a consistently consistently stellar uh stellar company um my i think i may have had this one before but it just jumped out to me when i was looked when i saw it and so i'm having the uh Stanley Park Brewing, Waypoint, Hazy Pale Ale, and uh, it's great. It's great. I'm a sucker for a Hazy Pale Ale. Yeah, me too. And uh, it's like one of those ones that I'm like, I'm probably going to like it almost <laughs> always. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Right on, right on. Um, well, I mean, I guess we're at that witching hour of wrapping this baby up. Uh, you know, I'll say this before we before we do. I feel like this was a really, really kind of cool conversation for me personally because um, I feel like these always get a little personal for me. I feel like I I tend to share something personal, but this one was really really present and close to home for me uh, this week. And these kind of conversations remind me when they're like that they remind me of where this whole podcast even started from because you and I would talk about like what's going on for us as artists and what are we working on and, you know, like just in life so that we could be artists so that we could live this life, try to do this stuff. Today is very reminiscent of those kind of conversations where this is very, um, it helped me work some shit out because I've been, I've been battling it and kind of wrestling with it, but like this particular topic helped me to kind of see that like how to maybe not hold so tightly to this idea of security and to maybe like um just trust a little bit more in the moment and maybe um maybe let go of some of these images you know that i'm kind of projecting in the future about what might or might not happen and just kind of um 
maybe put more energy towards what I'm actually interested in and curious about and passionate for, you know, and let that guide me as opposed to some arbitrary concept of external security, you know? So, I mean, maybe that is kind of my share as my wrap up. Cause I feel like, yeah, like everybody could benefit from, from taking that on a little bit. I think at least in this moment, that makes a lot of sense to me. I don't know if I have a, a very long, long thing to say to, for myself to wrap this up. I think that, yeah, this has been a really wonderful conversation in terms of it's, it's helped me, you know, examining this thing of security is really, um, just helped to, to show me just even more how it's like, that's not the right place to be operating from. That's not the central place to be operating from. Um, and that what I want to start putting more focus on for myself in my own life is just, is, is that, is the P word, man, it's passion. It's like, okay, like let's spend some time with, with passion, connecting to, to what makes me passionate, what I feel passionate about. Um, that, yeah, that's, that's, really the thing that's going to give me the the direction and that that's and that and that's where where life is that's where the life that i want is and to try to tell myself that it's it's otherwise that it's found in having a certain amount of money in the bank account or having a house in some place somewhere (laughs) And, you know, what, whatever the hell it is that my mind sometimes tells me that it's, it's just, it's a dumb idea, to put it bluntly. So, um, passion, 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 passion. Thanks for listening to the show. If you got something out of this, if you feel it improved your life or your journey in any way, Please take a moment to subscribe, leave a review, or share the episode. You can also support us on Patreon, where we have tons of great bonuses. You are the ones that make the show possible and help us to thrive. Thank you for joining us.